for more information about this episode, you simply have to check out your views about atheism, about God, about monkeys becoming men, just whatever you think. Uh, Frank, my guest Frank King and I are going to clear all this up for you. This is the introduction. The rest of the episode is about to begin now, so go ahead and check it out. Six of the podcast, Fight Confused, Black and Christian, and I with my guest Frank King. I I I, I did an interview with him before about suicide and things of that nature and mental health, but for this one, we are be talking about atheism and Christianity things like that. So I'm not going to introduce him as, as the as the mental health comedian. I'm going to introduce him as the happy heathen. So Frank, <laughs> you did it! Oh my God. <laughs> my happy heathen friend, we got to chat because I remember we were joking about my podcast you know, with all the confusion, white confused, black and Christian. We were joking about that. And I asked you, I said, well, what are you? And you said, you're atheist. So I said, we definitely got to talk about that. So here we are. Yeah, we should call our show Ebony and Ivory, Black Christian, White Atheist. <laughs> yeah, it was a big old mess. So, so you gotta, you gotta, you gotta start us off, man. You, you gotta start us off because I've no, I, I've never, I've never actually talked to um, an atheist before. Never, never in my life. What about an agnostic? You ever talked to an agnostic? Um, I think an agnostic. Uh, do they believe? Wait, atheist believes there's no God, right? Correct. An agnostic believes. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, well, that's exactly what an, uh, an agnostic is. They're not sure. They're not saying there is one. They're also not saying uh, there is one. So okay. my problem with agnostics is it's they're hedging their bets. They get to heaven, let's say, and God says, well, you said I didn't exist. No, no, I never said you didn't exist. I said I wasn't sure. Ah, I got it. I got it. Okay. Yeah, I, I think you should come down on one side or the other. You know. Uh, yeah. So forget off the pot. This your pet face. Which one? Pick something. There, there it is. And and I I actually um I included Christian in my podcast be, the name of my podcast because for a while I grew up, I grew up Christian by default. You know, I went to mom and dad took me to church every Sunday twice on Sunday in the middle of the week. Christian school, blah, blah, blah. So I just, I was a Christian by default, so I don't really know what's going on. Um, but then it, 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 I knew God. There was a God. That's all I basically knew. I sang the songs. And then it wasn't until I got out of the world and started going through, running the streets and dealing with addictions and actually getting a get right face on my addictions and stuff. That's when I actually dug back into the Bible, got personal with God. That's when I actually started to know God. But to that point, I had no idea who God was just going to church. Yeah, I would do. Even... Yeah, a friend of mine calls it churchianity. Yeah, exactly. That's, matter of fact, that's exactly what it should be. <laughs> and matter of fact, in a podcast called The Church of No Balls because they don't teach you about it. They just say there's a God, uh, you know, sing these songs, bring your tithing, and life will be good for you. And that's not how it goes. So, from an atheist point of view, what made you, did you ever believe there was a God? Or. Uh, you know, I was raised Episcopal, which is um, dull. <laughs> yeah, I've got uh, one of the cats howling in the background. Um, the 
I had an elderly friend who was Episcopal and she liked her church. That was a big part of her life. So I would go with her and I was raised Episcopal because I knew all, I knew the drill, I knew how it worked. The problem with the Episcopal church is they go by the church calendar. So you could set your watch by the sermon. I mean, it was just like breathing ether, like, you know, like uh, human form melatonin. I had, to have a, I had to have a three shots of espresso to get through the sermon because. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Raised by a woman who was a minister in the United Church of Christ in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, I would go to her black church, African American. We were the only, my sister and I were the only white people there. We'd go to that church and the, it was an entirely different experience. I mean, there were people rolling oh, yeah. in aisles, speaking in tongues, you know, just yep. doing everything but handling snakes. And if there was a spirit, you could definitely feel it in that church, in the Episcopal church. You know, I just, uh, well, yeah. So I think as a young person, I thought maybe there was a God. And then at some point in my life, I came to the conclusion intellectually that it just didn't make any sense. Um, the Bible doesn't make any sense. I mean, there's good advice in the Bible, uh, especially in the New Testament. But, you know, rules to live by, good advice. Uh, but the most of it didn't make any. The the Bible didn't make any sense to me. It was very misogynistic. You know, it's from a male perspective. Of course, when it was transcribed or written or whatever, men were you know women were chattel or basically possession. Men were in charge. But it, it really doesn't. It, I just I can't wrap my mind around uh, you know a sky wizard, um, <laughs> some power out there, some omnipotent, omniscient, you know, uh, all powerful. Yeah, part, part of the problem for me was. You know, thou shalt not have any other gods before me. Oh, really? You have that insecure, like an insecure girlfriend. You know, it's, it's, you're, if you're all powerful, all knowing, you know, all everywhere, why do you care what little tiny, you know, teeny tiny humans are doing? It just never, that plus, there's, there's not really a lot of practical advice in the Bible. You know, God knew it, knows everything apparently. That's what they tell me. He's all, he knows all, um, but no mention in the Bible of um, things like, hey, listen, when you build the outhouse, dig the outhouse, put it below the water source, not above the water source, because it's going to make everybody sick. And oh, by the way, the, the earth is not flat, it's round. Uh, it just seemed like there would be some, if it was an um, all-knowing being, there would be a little more practical advice in the Bible than there is. So. And again, I just have trouble wrapping my mind around some being, some invisible being having a hand in all this. And, and actually, I'm actually surprised. I actually agree with some of the stuff you're saying because of, well, the uh, let's, let's start with the church stuff. There's definitely a difference between black church and white church in America, basically. There's a, there's a difference because white churches had a kind of an easier time with life, I'll say. And for them, it's just about praising God. Hallelujah, let's have fun. And black churches were doing it because like, hey, this slavery shit sucks. We need a break. We need something spiritual. They get into it. And that's where I that's where I think the difference comes between the black and white churches. But for me, I actually began to see. Okay, so let me ask you this. So what do you think about the, the fact that out of all these planets, this is the only one. I mean, somebody humans didn't make, I mean, humans, we have to agree that humans did not make this planet, right? Humans did not make any of this stuff. Well, the evolution, I do believe, uh, made all this stuff. Do you believe that that this 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 planet just somehow, out of all the planets in the universe, this one just happened to have water and apple trees and oranges and everything we need, the ozone layer and, you know, the... Well, there, 
seem appear to be an unlimited number of planets in the universe. And so, you know, it's, it's like the old joke about putting enough monkeys in a room with enough typewriters and they'll 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 write every great you know piece of literature ever written. I mean, with that many planets, sooner or later, you know, so it had to all fall together as it did for us. And we're not you know, we're not sure there are other planets out there somewhere that have similar atmosphere and you know water and apple food. I I mean. Actually, I think that my main thing, well, yeah, there there are a bunch out there. I think the main thing that actually got me where well, I can't go back anymore to thinking there is no other guy or anything like that is because of the fact that, like I said, there's too much law and order and natural stuff for me to believe that we start off as, I think, a, 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 a animal that came out the water and then it became lizards and we became salamanders and we all became fish and we all became horses and we all became monkeys and we all became humans from town. And, and somehow monkeys just, some monkeys stay monkeys and some monkeys turn to humans. You know, I just, I can't, so the Darwin theory doesn't make sense to me. Well, but the there's big, proof. Evolution, has, you know, there are, there may be some holes in evolution, but there is, you know, proof, bones and things of earlier humans. And, you know, there's, there's proof of evolution. Uh, the chicken apparently evolved from wild, to wild, um, like a wild, like wild game, like wild bird. And one day, a chicken was born, and you know, I'm sure it was. But now that's, but that's not now two, two, two. I can see, I can see a pheasant and a duck making a chicken. I can see that 100. percent But I can't see uh, a, a pig and a, and a and a monkey making a human somehow. I I I. No. I, I it's all from apes uh, at some point. You know, if you look if you look at the early humans, the bones they're much more ape-like, stooped over. You know, it didn't become homo 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 erectus, I believe, is the yeah, homo erectus, yeah, homo erectus, yeah. Yeah, I, I think just in, over billions of years, you know, evolution uh, we evolved from that early man to later man to the man we are today. Man, it what, do think, what do you think about the Big Bang Theory? Yeah, I I really um. And, and if there was a big bang, what was what was there before the bang? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and but I don't have to. Me personally, I don't have to fill that in with some sort of you know uh, superhuman super being. I don't. Uh, again, it doesn't make any sense to me that, that somebody somebody was all powerful, something was all powerful, all knowing, everywhere would care what. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about the Greek system? You know, the Greeks had uh, the god system, their god system, because it's like. So you never said, oh my God, you never had a feeling like, like there's gotta be something there. There's gotta be something. You never had that, that feeling? Oh, I, I believe heaven and hell exists right here on earth. You make it for yourself. Uh, I don't believe there's an afterlife. I don't, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't. In the Greek, I think the Greek gods, Apollo and Diana and all those are no more or less um, myth- mythological than, the Bible is basically, basically for me, Myth and legend, um, maybe, oh, okay. some, maybe some historical fiction because some of those people did live. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's we agree on that, right? King David and those guys actually were here on this earth, and but as far so, as we know, but you know, the, the uh, gospels about Jesus weren't written. The earliest one was fifty years after his passing, and then they go get they get it gets longer from there, and so it was all word of mouth, hearsay, oral history, you know, that kind of thing. None of those people actually knew Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I think, are the four Gospels. Yeah, the four yeah. Gospels. The, I think they the, didn't know Jesus, you said? Big pardon? You say they, they, didn't, they didn't know Jesus? 
No, the first one was written. The first one, the the um, youngest one, was written fifty years after the passing, and the rest of them go even farther out from the past. So it was all oral history. They just much more wrote it down. And see, and that and that's the issue that people have with religion. And that's why I see why people, a lot of people, become atheists or agnostics, whatever the case may be, because they're saying there's no proof of nothing other outside of humans here. There's no proof of anything else out here, and exactly. The Bible says it was this way. The Quran says it was this way. The Torah says it was this way. And everybody has their own version of it. I don't got time. I'm just going to live my life and enjoy it. And, and, I, and trust me when I tell you, I was that way for years. And I was I was a happy heathen, I guess you could say. Um, but then once I'm, it's, that's why the only difference is the Bible is based on something about faith. It's that faith. And once you try something, all religions have faith, I guess, huh? Yes, and uh, you know what I believe the, the uh, religion is. All religions are a placebo. There, there's really a no. It's like um, you know, if you if you gave if somebody had a, an illness and you gave them sugar pills, they told them it was a, it was a cure. But X number of people are going to get better because it's they believe what they got. Yeah, it's a placebo, and I believe religion is, is a very powerful placebo. I, I believe you can pray and whatever and get better from whatever ails you because it's belief. Um, I don't think it has anything to do with God. I think it's just a, you know, if you believe strongly enough in it, then it can it can perhaps heal you from whatever it is that you are, you know, suffering. So, there, so there's never been a that's I don't know. I, that's why that's why I, that's why I had to talk to you, man, because as a uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Christian, as a person who believes the Bible and the Jesus story, I can talk to you. I can talk to anyone else and. If we disagree, I could care less. We're all still humans. I, I can still get along just fine. Same value as anyone else. Um, I just, I, I, once you get to a certain point, I guess you, it's, it's hard to look back and, and not see it. Like you said, I see the creation, the, the trees, the way the tree, the way everything grows. There's so much law and order here. I just can't see. That's yeah. what really got me where I was like, there has to be humans that make this. And evolution can only take me so far because why did why did why did monkeys stop becoming humans or why did some become humans and some didn't? You know, you get into all that. And, yeah, and why, did, why did man evolve from this stupid little creature with a large forehead? To uh, you know, a lot of it has to do with um, the um, you know they were hunter, hunters and gatherers for a long time, and then they then when they when they learned agriculture to plant things then. You know, they, they were fed better, so they, that's probably when they began to stand up a little taller. And, uh, they were, you know, the nutrition was better. Um, so I, I, yeah, the thing about religion is there is no scientific proof that I'm aware of. With evolution, there's a few holes, but lots of, you know, lots of examples of beasts, fish, birds that have evolved. Yeah, you do have some fish that have, you have some fish actually that I think there's proof that they used to have legs or vice versa something like that there's some animals that used to they used to have legs and they evolved to not have legs anymore things of that nature um yeah, like said, walking catfish yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Dr. Soup, all that you know they they it exists um but I'm, I, I'm I'm just so curious man because you have a passion for people and yeah. we talked about suicide before things of that nature and typically I've never met anyone that has that type of passion and can add the, the the confidence and humor into the situation. Um, 
and, and not have something, some type of, some type of motivation other than just the fact that you want to help. There's, there's no inner drive. It's, it seems like there, there have to be some type, of, some type of inner drive. I've never met anyone like before that, that does not have that inner drive from somewhere. I do. I believe it's, it's secular humanism. I believe it comes from within rather than from without. You know, my drive is to help people kind of you know, bring down the rate of suicide, um, save people, I guess, after fashion. That, that is my purpose, my passion. That's what gets me out of bed in the morning. That's what keeps me alive and not killing myself is if I kill myself, then the people who would have heard me speak and might have been improved by hearing me speak, then they wouldn't get that chance. So if I kill myself, I think a bunch of people with me, which I, you know, somebody said, you can't live with that. No, I can't die with that. Exactly. So I do, I do have a purpose. And you know, here's the thing. I, I, I wish I could believe in God. It would make life a lot easier. Uh, a couple of ways. One, there's a book of rules, rules and regs. You know, uh, you do this, you go to hell, you do this, you go to heaven. Uh, I don't have those. I have to make those decisions for myself. I have to make those value judgments for myself. It's much more difficult without a rule book. And uh, and two, I, I you know I I don't since I don't believe there's anything out there looking after me to pray to or ask for help from. I'm on my own. And and I've got to make this life good because I don't believe there is a an afterlife. So I've got to. You know, it makes me more less risk averse. I mean, I in my mid twenties, I became a comedian. Um, it was quite a roll of the dice, but you know, it's, it's the only life I believe, the only life I've got. There is no reward in heaven. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's intellectually it just never made any sense to me. I mean, if it works for you, you know, more power to you. I, I like I said, I, if it works for you, then. And by the way, if I'm talking to somebody who's suicidal. I always tell the audience, look, don't bring your religious philosophical belief to that situation. You meet them where they are, what they believe. And if somebody's strong in Christ and they're you know, on the verge of suicide, actively suicidal, I would say, well, let me ask this. Have you prayed about it? Have you talked to your minister about it? What do you say you and me and your minister get together? Well, I like that. And then, you know, leverage, leverage whatever belief they have, regardless like of whether that. I believe it or not. It's not about me. It's about them. And saving them, and if, if you know Christianity or religion would help save them, I'm all in. You know, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I mean, it's that's, but that's just my. So it would be a lot. It would be a lot easier for me if I believed. You know, there'd be some place to go when you're dead, and there's the rules and regulations, and there's somebody out there who can help you when you're struggling. But it just, you know, it's never made any sense. You, you, you actually. And here was crazy. Here was crazy about Christianity and different religions. The compassion you have for people in their lives, and the, and the actual stuff that you're doing, you are acting more. If I know any better, I would think you were a Christian or a spiritual or a religious person based on how you're acting. Yeah. Well, a lot of money, the stuff you're doing, and your flexibility, your ability to say, hey, if you're a Christian. Anybody can commit suicide. Let's 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 go see a preacher. If you're let's go let's go talk to I don't know, Buddha. Your ability to be flexible like that is is actually a a trait that Christians are supposed to have or people that are religious are supposed to have. Yeah, and, and I do have several. I like I have several friends who are very conservative, hardcore, you know, Christian, and we get along really well. And I got to tell you when. Times get tough for them. They don't go to that Christian place. Right, right, right. 
they called Frank because they would tell you that I live my life closer to the instructions of the Jesus gave me than their just, Christian friends. You do. Even though I'm not a Christian, but it's good advice, good sound advice. A friend of mine, a comedian, said, this, here's the New Testament. I'll sum it up for you. Jesus said, I'm leaving. I'll be back. Be good to each other. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's kind of my philosophy. You know, he left, he's coming back, maybe. Why not be good to each other in the meantime? And you're, <laughs> you are actually such a good Christian. I want, <laughs> you're a good Christian, Frank. You got uh, well, it. I have a good Christian ethic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Christian ethics, yes. Um, and yeah, I I've, not on, on my own. I had to come to all, like, all those conclusions on my own. You know, I've got to choose between. Goes, How do you know between right and wrong? Well, you know, I values. I was raised, you know, uh, my mom wasn't a big, wasn't particularly a religious person, person, but she did have ethics and values. And she raised me and my sister that way. So. Now, what about your sister? Is your sister atheist or agnostic? Or? I'm probably she's a Catholic. <laughs> Which I wouldn't. If I was a woman, I would never be a Catholic because I'm not going to join any organization that I can't at least technically be the leader of. And she can never be the leader of the Catholic Church. She can't even be a oh. priest. Well, oh, they don't have. Yeah, they don't have female. Uh... No, the Episcopals do, but the um, it's a sort of a you know, it's their religion is very similar. Uh, Episcopal is basically Catholicism without the guilt. Um, but yeah, I don't see why I, I would never, if I was a woman, be a Catholic. Yeah, if I was going to be a religion, I'd be a Jew. Because women. I'd be Jewish. I would convert to Judaism uh, because they don't proselytize. They don't look for recruits. They just want to be left alone. <laughs> money. Yeah, make, yeah, he's gonna make money and hey. Yeah, and they're tribal. You know, they um, it's yeah, and it's like the United States. If, if I got, if we got things that are so bad here because some idiot started a war. I'm not gonna name names. Um, and they called, they had to call up 63 year olds. I'm not going, I'm going to prison. Uh, now if Israel is, is about to go under because they're surrounded by you know, the Arab world, I'll volunteer to fight in Israel because I believe in the call. Now, they need, if anybody needs a homeland, those people, because you know, they get their ass kicked about every century. And uh, until they got um, a homeland and an airstrip and jets, then, then you know, everything changed. We're giving me the phone ring in the background. Oh, to... This is indoor COVID season. Yeah, welcome to Zoom. <laughs> exactly. My two little sons are about to come home early, and I'm like, oh, boy, this is this Zoom thing. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going to set my phone down and whip a couple people and spank a couple people and feed a couple people bowls of cereal, so I'm not even tripping, dude. Um, yeah, so, I, you know, that's, I mean, it's... Like I said, it'd be a lot easier if I were, if I could, if I could somehow believe, but I just, you know, it's, it just doesn't make any sense for me to like. And, that, and that's, and that's the, that's the issue that, like I said, it's not a intellectually, like, okay, with my life, intellectually, I can't explain how I began to see visions about different business ideas and how things just started to come together for me. I can't explain how I understood why I was stuck with certain addictions, like with the pornography and with the and with the cocaine, and and how um, I was able to see or sense that God had a plan for all this, so I can get through these things and show other people how to use the Bible and a personal relationship with God to get through these things. I can't explain it. If I told you scientifically, I can't say, you know, 
guy called me at 807 on, um, you know, December 8th, you know, 18th. I can't even say that. I can just simply say every day when I get on my knees and say the Lord's Prayer and I acknowledge God according to the Bible, not according to church, because churches churches do a horrible job. Like, like your Christian friends, they come to you. Yeah. When things get tough, the there's a saying, I, I want to say it right. When things get tough, the tough get going. gone. Yeah, they get gone and going. Yeah, because Christians get gone. They don't. They don't. Get gone. Yeah, that's that's the experience. And here's the thing: the reason I get along with conservative Christians, I believe, is because they are as strong in their faith that there is a God as I am strong in my faith that there isn't. So there's no gray area for us. Whereas the agnostics are like, <laughs> you know, they will Look, they will come in. Right. Well, there's, 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 um, yeah, Christians are like how you have a set of values, even which is, this is killing me, Frank. You got a set of values that most Christians and religious people do not have. He's correct. It's tough for you. You're going to figure out a way how to get through it. When things get tough for Christians that are supposed to have all this faith, it's like, when things get tough, they're like, okay, I don't know what to do now because. I don't know. I just don't know because they're, they're, they do a lot of lip service and singing and they go to church every Sunday and that's what yeah. makes them a Christian. They don't live it out. You live it out. You have compassion. You've got the flexibility. You're living it out. Most well, Christians. So that's the woman, woman who was a minister in the, in the United Church of Christ would say, she said, look, here's the deal. I'd rather see a sermon than hear one. Frank, I'm going to use that. Frank, let me, where's my, well, I tell you what, Frank, I'm using that one, Frank. You're going to yeah. see it rather yes. see a sermon than hear one you know lead by example Frank you're killing me you gotta be are you sure you're not Christian man are you sure Frank I'm asking one more you're sure no huh? Bible, Bible's full of good advice Jesus had great <laughs> great suggestions you know and, and I, I mean, it's, that, it's a good way to live your life I just have no I just don't believe in a you know the supreme being but I do believe in the advice he gave you, you believe in advice to who gave in the, in the New Testament, the advice in the New Testament on living a good life, you know, how you live a good life. Let, let me ask you about this. Let me ask you about this intellectually. Let yeah. me ask you about this intellectually. Let's just say there's a spiritual being out there. Yeah. Would it make sense that let's say there's a spiritual being that made this planet and all the order and stuff to it? If that were so, would it make sense that um, there's a spiritual side of life and a physical side of life? Right? Mm-hmm. Would it make sense that this, this this spiritual being would have to have somebody be like the mediator? Somebody to say, hey, this is what the spiritual life is like, this is what the physical life is like. Somebody to kind of bridge that gap between physical and spiritual. Would it make would that make sense? Well, it that, makes it a better story, doesn't Yeah, it's a better it is a better storyline. And and that's the whole purpose of the Jesus thing. That's why that's what that's another thing that intellectually got me there. It's like, you know what? I do believe something's out there. And I do believe that Jesus actually lived on earth and the and the things he was talking about actually kind of helped me see that there's another side of this thing called life. Um and it would make sense that that would happen, that there would be some of the to talk about the go-betweens. But, sure. And it's you know, it, it moves this narrative forward, a big part of the story. You know, you, I mean, any writer would tell you we need to, to bridge these two worlds. We have to have a creature, somebody who could, who is, you know, had one foot in each at some point in time, so the Jesus character makes sense in the story. 
Well, you're tough. And I thought I was gonna, I thought I was gonna have you going to church with me after this, Frank. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I well, mean, you know, and I went to church with my elderly friend um, because, again, Magnolia, the woman African American woman who helped raise me, said, you know, church is is not just worship; it's friendship and fellowship. Yep. So I would go for the, you know, a lot, a lot of times. I, I mean, I would sit through the service, and, and you know, and, and um, I went to Bible study with her too. I love the intellectual back and forth of Bible study. And you know, and it, but the coffee coffee hour afterwards was always you know a lot of fun because you get to chat with everybody in the church, you know, and build for friendship and fellowship, not just worship. Right. Yeah, it's it's. I I I I'll say this much: what you said about the religion is supposed to be about the sermon, see a sermon. And that's what a lot of people like the they said millennials are leaving the church by the millions because you have a preacher. Let's say, let's say, have you heard of um Joe Osteen? It's kind of hard to miss. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's there. So you got Joe every once a week saying, God loves you, life is perfect, everything is good, you can do whatever you want to do, and yeah, we have a do. And he's he talks for about an hour, says a bunch of good stuff, and then you, you never hear about what he went through or you never see him in the middle of anything. You don't see him doing, uh, he writes a lot of books and says a lot of cheerful, fun stuff, but he doesn't, like you said, he's not actually yeah, living. It's the prosperity news. Yeah. Cause, cause you, like you said earlier, there was a, there was, a, I was talking to, uh, my, my girlfriend and she said that there was a, I think during Hurricane Katrina, that was down there where Joe Osteen was at. And he had a, um, He's got a big church in the area. Open it up. He didn't, did he? <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm saying. You, now, that, now that would have been living it out right there. Yeah. Yeah. He, but, he gets open the church to some of those people. Now, I have a, a good friend uh, from the 1980s. My first comedy partner uh, is big in the church. He's a hardcore Christian, and he saved eighty some thousand people in New Orleans. The governor of the state of um, Alabama, he was the um, he was the CEO of the Birmingham transit system, all the buses. Okay. And he got a call from the governor of Alabama, I believe. Alabama. And she said those people are going to die in the was Superdome? Is that the one there in New Orleans? Yeah, Superdome. Yeah, the Superdome. Yep. Yeah, yep. People are going to die in Superdome. we got to get them out. And what do you need? And he said, well, I need you to, to mobilize the National Guard and allow them, at least temporarily, to all drive buses. We have to have a special license to drive a bus. So we need all the bus drivers we can get. The National Guard will do the thing. And then we've got to round up, commandeer, anything in the state of Alabama that even looks like a bus. <laughs> and so they did. And they drove down to New Orleans and they evacuated 80,000 people. Get out of here. Save their lives. And Joel Osteen couldn't open up the door to his church to help out? Yep. Yeah. See? That's what I'm saying. I'm, I hate to say it, but I'm, 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 I'm with you, but I'm not with you. I'm with you on that part where I say, hey, if you have so much faith in this thing, show people what faith looks like. If you, if you can't intellectually, if you can't have an intellectual discussion and say, hey, well, this and this and this and this and this happened, and if you know religion is based on faith, then live out your faith. At least, at least just live out your faith. 
Yeah, what lived- you're doing. <laughs> Actually living out your faith. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it's, I just, yeah, it's, like I said, I, I live by those, by those um, things that Jesus recommended to live by. I just don't happen to believe there's any sort of supreme being. I think it's called secular humanism. I believe it's all in here. You know, it's all inside. Well, I'll tell you what, let me see. Oh, I, said, I, come, I said, I've come in. I got to come in to work on you, Frank. Let me see. I got to get you. Let me yeah. see. <laughs> well, I'm going to say this, Frank. I'm going to say we always have good conversations because I, I, I love your style, man, your compassion. And, and yeah, you, you, the, the points you bring up are all the reasons, are all the weaknesses in the church's Yeah. Uh, armor and all the chinks in the armor because they're supposed to be helping like you're helping it's supposed to be opening doors for people like Job should have been doing they're supposed to be doing all stuff based on that interface stuff that you that you operate on yeah well and you said yourself when we first got to talking you said I thought for sure given what you do for a living speaking on truth that brings and saving lives this guy must be a Christian <laughs> well, that, that, that's there you're seeing you're seeing the sermon rather than hearing it yes and, and wait, so 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 before 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 I wrap this up, Frank, two things. One, you're definitely not a Christian, right? No. You're definitely or, not a pastor. Not a sermon. Or, you, or you. you're like a sermon, Frank. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I got well. I'm gonna come. We're gonna do another follow. I got some more. I'm gonna figure something else out, Frank. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna figure some more stuff out here and get us together. But thank you, man, for doing this with me again. And you know, we'll do a follow. Hey, can you mention? Do you want to mention anything about the, um the work you do with? with suicide and stuff like that for a minute? Yeah, Give this website. is my website. Um, my website is thementalhealthcomedian.com thementalhealthcomedian.com and My phone number's there, my email's there. Um, we're working on um, books, four, four book series on men's mental health because eight out of ten people who die in the U.S. in suicide right now are men. Um, we just, got, we just uh, published number two, we're going to publish number three before the end of the year and then the fourth and next so, do you have, do you have the names out there already? I can where can people get it? They can all get all the stuff. They, they can order the books on your on your website. Or? Well, actually, they go to my website, put an email address, they can download the first one as an MP3 because I narrate. Okay. And then mm. they'll, they'll, they'll see the name of the book when they download the MP3. They can listen to me do the all four hours and seventeen minutes of narrate. <laughs> Here's Frank for four hours. There's really a number of men. It's like a chicken soup for the soul. It's 12 stories, 12 men. Each one has a different issue and how they're coping. And, you know, a lot of a lot of them cope by, you know, with the help of um, religion. I mean, they're, you know, they, they, they will help a great deal by, it's just, I'm, I'm delighted that they, they found that, um, they found strength somewhat. Well, I got, I got to say the key thing, one of the key things I took away from, from this conversation that I love and I'm going to take with me for a long time is the fact that is your spiritual, is your your lifestyle flexibility to adapt. Hey, if you're a Christian, let me, let me meet you where you're at in Christianity. Yeah. Wherever you're at, let me meet you. I, you got to be, you got to be, a, you're killing me, Frank. You got to be a Christian or a pastor. I'll figure out. But here's the deal. I'm going to say my closing words, and then I, I want you to wrap up with still. I always close it by saying, that's the wrap episode 176, and I have no fucking clue what 177 is going to be about, but when I know, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I do it, Frank, but I want you to say the last words, and after you're done, wrap it up, Frank. What you got to say? What's the last word? What's your closing remarks, Frank? 
I, I believe that whether you're a Christian or not, you should live your life by, uh, you know, using the, the good advice that Jesus uh, gives in the New Testament. If you do that, you'll leave this place a better place for you having been. There it is. Thank you, Frank. Thank you. <laughs> All right, man. I will, as soon as that, um, let's see, wait, I'm recording. Um,